Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Rennick Centre podcast. Today, we speak with returning guest Andrew Kendrick, an itinerant teacher of the deaf, about experience books, how to make them, and their importance. We hope you enjoy. Hello, and welcome back to the Rennick Centre podcast. I'm Trudy Smith, the manager of Continuing Ed. We're joined again by one of our favourites, Andrew Kendrick. For those of you who didn't have the chance to listen to your last podcast, Andrew, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. So my name is Andrew Kendrick. Uh, and by the way, thanks, Trudy, for inviting me back. I really enjoy doing these podcasts um, for RDBC and Rennick. So as I said, my name is Andrew Kendrick. Um, I'm a teacher of the deaf as well as a cert auditory verbal therapist. So I've been certified for, I think, about 25, 26 years um, I've had the opportunity to work in Australia, to work and live in China, and to work and live in Singapore for a number of years. So have had wonderful opportunity to meet many different families, many different children, um, and a number of languages. And I now work at RADBC Liverpool. I'm there three days a, days a week. Um, thoroughly enjoy it. Fantastic. And with all this experience, you are the perfect person to tell us about an experience book. <laughs> What is an experience book? So what is an experience book? Um, an experience book is a book that parents create around their children's experiences. And these can be routines or events, and I'll explain that in a minute. But I've got to say, um, way back when I was first teaching, I got introduced to experience books and um, I've used them all, all throughout my um, professional life. And I've had um, children come back who are now adults um, and tell me that they still have their experience books from 20, 25 years ago. And um, you know how people will take the photos when the house is on fire? I hear that a lot of these kids will take their experience books (laughs) along with the photos when the house is on fire. That's how important they are for you. Yeah, so an experience book, as I said, it's it's all about a child's routine. or an event that they're experienced in, uh, that they experience, sorry. And the great thing with an experience book is it's all about the child. It's also their gateway to literacy, which I love. So this could possibly become the first book that they truly read in the sense that they memorize it. And we know all that pre-literacy stuff with repeating and and telling the story. Um, They learn it really well. So um, if we look at an experience book, um, again, it has to be around something the child is directly involved in. Because again, if they're involved in it, they're going to find it motivating. So to see them reflected or their experience reflected on paper is just awesome. So it's almost like Facebook for kids, where it's they're seeing themselves in a story. Yeah, abs- absolutely. Um, but is it helpful to help them learn language? Why is it such a key tool when we think about language development? Yeah, look, it is. It's, it's because, um, one, unlike Facebook, it's um, active, it's not passive. You know, so we know TV and apps and all that sort of thing. It's kind of a passive way to learn. This is much more active because, again, the language is all around them. So when you said an experience book, so, for example, if we take a child getting their first haircut, let's say. So they go to the hairdressers. And so the parent will take a photo of the child getting into the car. Um, They'll take a photo of the hairdresser, so the shop, take a photo of the actual hairdresser of the seat, photo of the hairdresser, the child sitting in the seat, cutting with scissors, things like that. And so um, getting their hair blow waved, 
that's what they do, maybe a little young for the blow wave. <laughs> um, but they're taking photos of all these different parts of an event. And what we're wanting to do with the experience book is we want to wrap language around that. Now, with an experience book, particularly for little people, we recommend that we recommend that um, it's one picture per page. Because if we have multiple pictures, it's very confusing. It's like when you're, you know, when when you're sharing books with little children, you really it's don't want first. it too cluttered in yeah. terms of what's on the page. So we really recommend one picture per page. And what we do is we match the language to the child's la language development to where they are. So if it was a little person that didn't have a lot of la didn't have language, their learning language, the first page might be the car. And so you might have some performative in that. We're going in the car. Boom, beep, beep, beep. Okay. Sure. The next one might be of the shop front of the hairdresser. And so we might ring the doorbell. Ding dong. And so the language is very specific to where the child is at. And so you would actually write that language next to the photo? Yeah. So what I recommend too is that they put the picture up higher on the page. And you don't need to buy a fancy book. You can just have off cuts and staple it together. You can get exercise books from the from the, from the oh, news agents and yeah. all that sort of thing. As long as you've got a bit of paper, um, you can do that. So yeah, I always recommend put the picture fairly high up and then just right below. Now again, if you've got a, got a little child and you're using performatives, you write that. But then as your child gets older, you can use that same experience book with but, more extended language. But more extended language. So underneath it, the car, you might say, um, you've already gone. The car goes boom, beep, beep. <gasps> I love daddy's blue car. We go driving a lot. Ding dong on the dress. And then you might have, oh, I had to knock on the glass door. Sure. And so you extend the language. So it's not it's not a one-off experience. Not at all. The experience book. You can extend it through as they're developing. Correct. Great. Correct. So you're talking about getting a haircut or mm. all of those very... It sounds like there's a lot of pressure on parents to do something really exciting every week for those... Is it... Does it have to be something? That no, absolutely not. These are daily events or routine events. So going to grandparents... Say. And and the really good thing with the experience book too is that just say your child's going to the hairdresser or your child's going to the to grandparents. Now children don't have language and understanding and, and auditory processing to understand that sort of like, oh we're going to grand and granddad's now, so we'll get in the car and we're gonna have a lovely time. No, they don't understand that. But you can give them the experience book before they go to grand grandparents, and so they start to understand, oh, when I get in the car this time, I'm going to grandpa and grandma's because sure. that's my story. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. um, and so it's really good for helping them understand where they're going. So it can be haircuts. It can be, you know, again, with infants. So routines, things like um, changing your nappies, meal time, bath time, all these sort of things where you just create an experience book around that one shared experience. Again, we try not to mix up different experience. It becomes a little bit much. Yep. We don't want these books to belong and go on forever. Um, but yeah, I, th I think I think there's lots of everyday activities and events and experiences that parents can do. Now you don't. So, you know, some people might say, "Well, you know, I don't, I don't have a printer. So how do I print the photos out?" Yes, um, it's a really good question. So again, you can. I mean, you can print them out. 
Or you can use magazine art pictures, mm -hmm. cutouts of magazines, of a hairdressing bottle, say for the hairdresser, or for gran and granny. Um, you can use, for example, if they were to go to the zoo, you might have the butts of the ticket. Sure. Um, you might have a brochure from the zoo. So it can be lots of different things. If a family said, we, paper's not something that we use at home, we don't have a printer, we don't have those sorts of options. Mm. What if I just took all those photos on my phone and created a digital album? Would that be the same idea? Yeah, it's it's the same idea, but I guess when we're looking at the experience, we're gonna and and that's certainly better than nothing. You know, it's 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 great because you can give the language around that. However, when we're really looking at pre-literacy and we're looking at experience books being the gateway to literacy, we actually want the physical book experience, and we want to be able to talk to the mechanics of the book. So you know, even though it's not a book, it's just papers stapled together. Oh, here's the front page, and look, there's sure. a, and we turn the page, and here's the next page. So we're looking at all the mechanics and the print down there. So we're looking and all that, um, you know, pre-literacy and literacy mechanics. Yeah, yep. that all makes perfect sense. Now, I know that for some children, their experience book is the first book they can, and inverted commas, read. Mm. Can you talk more about that idea? Yeah, so um, one of the... So, one of the great things with an experience book also is that whoever picks up the book to share it with the child is giving them the same language because it's written down. Yeah. So, for example, um, if... The child is going to grandma and grandpa's, and the they're packing their their bag with some fruit to take to grandma and grandpa's because they're going to stay overnight or they're going to stay for for a meal. Now, mum and dad, mum and dad might write down below mm, if it's again if it's early language. I love apples, crunch, 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 or yum, yum, yum. Mm -hmm. Now, if they hadn't written that, they just had the picture. Grandma might put. Oh, you have a lot of fruit in your bag. Okay, so the child is not getting the benefit of that repetitive language, which we all know they need early on. So one, 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 so in terms of the gateway to literacy, they're hearing that same language again. So then when we look at that pre-literacy stuff, they're reading, again, inverted commas, because they've memorized it. Sure. And now they've got the language. So the anticipation is that, that they will start to pick up a book and then share it with grandma. So they will do all of the reading that's there as well and then just be reinforced by grandma. Correct. And, and that's what's been my experience, that it goes from the adult sharing the book to the child sharing the book with adults and friends. Which is for why sure. his stories of my life. That's, that's it. so powerful. So where does a family begin? Yep, look, so I think just pick an experience um, that is every day. So I would do something really simple like meal time. Um, and you know your child's favourite food or what they enjoy, so you can take photos of it. Or if it's got a sticker or a picture of the food, if you um, haven't got a printer and can't print print um, pictures out, then go to magazines and, um, and cut pictures out of those sort of foods. So I would do meal time. Um, you could do getting dressed again. Mm -hmm. That's really easy because again, you can just get photos, photos or pictures from magazines and things like that. Um, and I think, you know, um, I think for a lot of people, they may not have magazines lying around. So this is a really good thing to ask family and friends. Once they've read their magazines, can they please pass them on? Sure. Because we're going to use them for our experience books and pictures and things like that. And I guess if you're doing your favourite foods, you've probably got a, a grocery catalogue. That's right. Laying around and have that child choose which ones they'd like to put in the book. So they're still contributing to that content exactly. as well. Or if you haven't, then you can ask... 
Woolies or Coles, and they will have plenty. They will. So, you know, and I'm, I'm sure they'd be very happy to give them to you for, for this purpose. Fantastic. Look, go forth and make your experience books. I know myself how powerful they've been for my families mm. as well. So thank you for giving us an insight into why they're so useful and how to do it. So thanks for joining us again, Andrew. Pleasure. And enjoy your experience books, everyone. A huge thank you to Andrew Kendrick for talking to us on the podcast today. If you'd like to know more about experience books and how to make them and some creative ideas and inspiration, be sure to contact the RADPC Rennick Centre team via the Short Courses website.